Well, this assumes that humans are the most computationally intense creatures on the planet, right? Yeah. What if, what if, what if we're not? We're not. What if it's trees? (laughs) (laughs) Scotch. Hey, everybody. Welcome to episode 131 of Coffee with Butterscotch, the game dev comedy podcast of Butterscotch Shenanigans. I'm Seth, and I'm the games programmer. I'm Adam, and I'm the iNode depleter. I'm Sam, and I write words a lot. And this is a show where we talk about life, business, and working in the games industry. Today is January 2, 20, great team. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, before we get started, we have a warning. Anything can happen on this show. There's going to be profanity, and we're going to talk about adult stuff sometimes. So this show should not be listened to by infants. Mm-hmm. All right, let's get started. First things first. This is a prime number episode. Ooh, so I was wondering. It sounded super prime. Congratulations. Right? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Are the, do the primes get further apart sort of as we go? They or know, is it kind of arbitrary? They clump or something. There's some weird. They have a, they have sort of a random distribution. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. So primes, we can't. Primes are fucking whack. So we can't mm-hmm. say that this is, you know, an, an uncommon occurrence. It might be Sometimes an, it's common. Might be another one tomorrow. Could be. Probably, Probably not because primes can't be <laughs> next to each other. <laughs> Because of the whole even Maybe odd thing. The next. <laughs> uh, but hey. It, but it is the case that some primes, I mean, you know, prime means exactly one thing, right? But still, some numbers feel more prime than others. Mm-hmm. You know? I, like, I would agree with like that. Like 131, it's like three prime numbers stuck together. Like right. each part, each subset of it. And there's some primes prime. that feel like primes, but maybe they're not primes. Like no. 111? Yeah. Is that a prime? Is it? I don't know. 121 is not, but I don't know. I think 111 might be prime. I don't know. You can't even the, tell. It's, 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 those it fucking, a, it's those fucking sevens and threes, though, that always yep. throw everything's out of whack because yep. they make ones, you know? Yep. It's crazy. That's how you do it's it. It's disconcerting. It's very, very uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so it's the new year. It's 2018. Uh, what's, go- what's going on, what's happening? guys? What is it? Is it going to be great? It better be that's great. The, that's the first question. It didn't question. start off great for some of us. Yeah. So <laughs> so as as our listeners know, I had the flu on my birthday. Sam missed the last podcast because yep. he was fluing. Yep. But and well first he was colding. He was cold and then he flew. So apparently yeah. what happens is a cold comes in, you know, and it just kinda like gets in. And then it opens the door and has sort of like a house yeah, party. Yeah, it's like it's too hot in here. Yeah, we need to bring in more, more guests. Cold. Yeah. Right. And so the flu came in, you know, had a visit for about a week and of course, you're contagious for, it's like five to seven days after your first fever or something like that, is what I read. You're like a Katamari ball of diseased humans. Yeah, and so I was like, I don't want to come back in the office and then destroy everybody before they head off on their breaks. So I self-quarantined for the week before break, which is Although never you did fun. try to unquarantine yourself, but we had none of that. I, I did. I always try to escape quarantine. <laughs> I did too back when I was quarantined. Yep. So. It's not fun. So, But I managed to get a bunch of work done, which is good. And then headed off on, you know, on the break, which I, when I left, I had, did that thing where you get on an airplane where you're super congested and then you mm-hmm. can't hear for like a day afterward because mm-hmm. your ears are all weird. You can't get the pressure out of your ears. Mm-hmm. So this happened. And then uh, actually my return, so 20, 2017 just had one last death rattle. One in last punch me, to the gut. Which was I ate a meal at like 10 o'clock on the final day of 2017, which was the only different food that I ate from my wife. Over the, like that whole. You're like, day. I'm gonna switch it up. I'm gonna get it. <laughs> I'm gonna get some fish. Mm. So, <laughs> fish fish from where? It's like a cafe thing. Okay. So, Probably it was it wasn't choice. sketchy fish, but it was. 
It was. It should not have been it turned sketchy. out it was sketchy. But. Turned out it was. So get on. So wake up in the morning. Of course, we're waking up at like five in the morning. Leave, and this is after New Year's, so we went to bed like one. So we got one good REM cycle in. Get up, and I'm like, my head feels a little weird. I feel a little odd. Uh, and then start get to the airport, get in the airplane, start flying. And I'm like, something is wrong. Something's amiss. <laughs> Something's amiss. And so I ended up just sitting in the lavatory for probably like forty minutes. You know, I was going to be that person. I was like, it's fine because no one wants me to throw up on them, even if they're mad at me being in this bathroom, like locking it down. There's three of them on the plane. You know, what else was that though? Because I mean, you kind of technically had like your own private room on. That's true. It's actually it was was the was (laughs) the leg room better than the yes seats. Actually, it's like I was actually marveling at the design of those things because in there for a while. (laughs) (laughs) You know, because if you if you next time you you fly or or even like you're you're in any really tightly designed space. just notice how how crafty they are with like where they put everything. So yeah. there's there's a Kleenex holder. There's Kleenexes, uh, like napkins for like I guess like wiping stuff, and then toilet paper. And they're like in three different locations and like embedded in the wall. Mm-hmm. And then basically, there's no inch of that. It's surface like a Tetris not, thing. Yeah, it's incredible. So this is a great life hack. You know, you just you instead of buying a first class ticket, you just buy a coach ticket. Yeah, this and then just <laughs> Hang out in the bathroom. The whole time. It has running water. It's incredible. It's got everything. It's so, like a, it's like a tiny, tiny dorm room. Yeah. So I was in there for a while. Tiny, um, smelly dorm room. Manages to well, I managed to, to sort of hold myself together uh, until I finally got home, which was like just, I was just felt disgusting all day. And then yesterday, I just spent sleeping essentially and vomiting and other things. Just so, alternating or at the same time? Uh, alternating. That's you good. know, I managed to do he that was, well. He, he was just a spinning, <laughs> sleeping, screaming. <laughs> Projectile. The best part, though, excreter. is I think from from all the chemo I got, I've gotten really good at vomiting. Like my body, it's is, a skill. I'm honed. Yeah. I'm like an Olympian when it comes to this particular skill. Uh-huh. And so my wife was downstairs putting stuff away, and I was in bed. And then at some point, she hears this, <laughs> this like, <"Aah!"> <laughs> <laughs> and you just like, just this, just disgusting shattering of you know any veil of me being a good looking person or any any sort of you know, yeah comfortable thing to be around because I know how to throw up nowadays, you know? This it's does a make, skill. <laughs> so, <laughs> so you do, are definitely probably the best vomiter that I know personally. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> this does make There's no think, Forbes list for that one. No, there's not. That was not yet. Uh, maybe we should make the B-Scotch list of yeah. vomiters. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's a tough uh, list to get on. It's real, it takes, really a lot of, takes a lot of work. Really but this is. reminds me though of, I feel like I was a kid at the time, but I remember watching some show about <laughs> This guy who decided to make art by vomiting, <laughs> stuff, right? And he would like swallow these these like you know relatively food safe paints and stuff, and he would just like drink a whole bunch of it in enormous volumes, and then just vomit <laughs> all over. Man, that guy would be on the list. And he was yeah, he was making these like, and he was and he was selling this stuff, and people were buying it. I remember watching this. this I this mean, was, that's awesome. <laughs> 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 I mean, it's hard, uh, like sometimes you look at a painting and you're like, I feel like this didn't take any effort. But I feel like yeah, that, this take, guy put that effort. takes effort. Yeah. There's a lot of pain involved. In Maybe not skill sort of <laughs> in terms of practice, but there's definitely some yeah, effort. Certainly. But I think you should challenge this guy to mm. vomit off. Yeah, I could I could spray paint a wall <laughs> <laughs> 10 feet, 10 feet away. The best part that is that I woke up this morning, getting ready for work and like very excited and I don't feel quite, I don't feel like vomiting. So I'm like, it's a good day, you know, good start. To 2018, you started a day late, and <laughs> then I go pretty to, great. Then I go try to turn my car on, and of course, it's been like a degree in St. Louis yeah. in the past couple weeks, so my car's dead. My car was very upset with me this morning. <laughs> so it was like, 
<laughs> so yeah, it's, been, it's been negative. It's been negative degrees uh-huh. in St. Louis for a few days. So it's yeah. been chilly. So I've had a bit of a rough uh, entry, but uh-huh. you know, spirits are high. Spirits are high. I so so I love New Year. let's talk about New Year. So Adam had some stuff he want to talk about as far as as far as technology goes. Yeah. Well, I just th- anytime something happens, so like when you're switching between one month and another, or when you're basically anything to do with dates, but especially changes in the year, mm. um, are always really interesting because you never know what's going to happen with your software. And I would I would bet that most software fucks up a little bit. But usually just in a way that's pretty minor, right? So so as an example, we have a whole bunch of timers in in games and stuff. And uh, and what they'll do is they'll, they'll compare the current time versus some past time, right? But if you use the time in the wrong way, then if you, if you look at like day of the year, for example, then at the very end of the year, you might take that difference. And now it's all of a sudden an enormous negative number instead of a positive mm-hmm. number or something, right? So there are all these kinds of weird cases that if you're not thinking through everything, when you're, when you're playing with the dates, you're going to run into trouble. Uh, so I think this is always really interesting just to try to see if anything, if I can see anything break when, like, mm. when a new year rolls around, mm-hmm. you know, this and is, this is like Y2K, but just every year that was to a, an nth degree because yeah. it was going from 99 of the the year down to zero Yep, and nobody knew, nobody, for nobody some reason, nobody happen. saw this coming. They're like <laughs> one of those gray rhinos. <laughs> yeah. And, uh. And so, so the only, I only noticed one thing. So I didn't notice any of my software break, which is a relief. Nailed um, it. Uh, but again, we, we mostly design our stuff to fail gracefully. So probably it did, but who knows? Uh, but I did see, I got emails from Amazon, from Amazon AWS, which is the, the provider we're using for a lot of our web stuff. Uh, so I used them personally and also for work. And so yesterday I um, got up, checked my email, saw in both of my both my personal and my work email had emails from Amazon saying, give me these basically warnings about, uh, about exceeding the, like the free tier of a service that I was using or hmm. whatever. And I was like, this is weird. Cause I actually haven't used my personal one for a year. So I was like, this doesn't make any sense. This is weird. But I was looking at the specifics and they put in there. And what they do is they look at your current usage and then predict the usage for the month and then try to give you a heads up. Like we think you're going to, you know, exceed your limit. Uh, but for whatever reason, with the moment the new year turned around, they applied that to everything. Hmm. even things that don't, you know, accrue over time. And so what had happened to me was that uh, all of my my alerts that were set up, so like I had one alert set up, right? But they calculated that that would mean I would have 30 alerts. Right. <laughs> it's, just, it's just a fucking alert. <laughs> right. So they're, but for some reason their calculation changed. So they're like, oh, you're going to have, like you can only have 10 for free. Uh, so you're going to be hitting that limit. So we just want to give you a heads up. <laughs> And, and then for work, we had another, like a similar one, where just they, they just suddenly were applying the wrong calculations to stuff, right? Mm. Uh, at, the, at the turn of the year. And I couldn't actually even guess how that happened. And, and it's a dumb bug because it happens once a year. So yeah. it's like, meh. Yeah, because right. I fix it. Yeah, meh, whatever. Well, then what they did, and so I, I was looking at that and I was laughing about it yesterday. And I was like, I I'm, I'm bet I'm going to get an email tomorrow from Amazon saying, Hey, ignore that prior thing. And sure enough, that's what I got this morning. <laughs> uh, but did you get it 30 times? Did you get it? No, I got, well, I got it once per email address, but you know. that's good. Uh, but yeah, but it, it is, it's something that is underappreciated unless you are a programmer is how much dates suck. Dates are, yeah, they're they horrible. Are fucking garbage. Mm-hmm. It would be really nice if the date was just whatever day it is. Yeah, plus, today, plus so, one. Yeah. So today just is, just add one. Today is 65,292. <laughs> yeah. The end. It's a good day. Yeah, we should really just That's, count. We should just count in like femtoseconds or something, you know, so that we don't have to do anything else. We, just, we should. It's just a number. We mm-hmm. should, I don't know what a femto is. The number is. is really little. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what I'm saying is we don't want to have to like go into, go into fractions of time, you know, because 
we already had this problem with that like minutes and seconds and like pennies. 60 of those stupid things. And pennies. <laughs> Who needs those? <laughs> Who needs those? <laughs> so let's talk about let's talk about what does this mean to be in the new year? Mm-hmm. To, to be in 2018. So for starters, we have a, a short break that happens around the new year, like December 20, whatever, third, mm-hmm. over through the new year. Uh, and we've talked in the past about how on the weekend, you know, you become weakened mm-hmm. because that's why it's called this. Mm-hmm. Uh, because on your normal day to day, you become stronger through the power of work, mm-hmm. right? You get and shit exercising your will. Yeah. You get shit done. You have a good routine. And then the weekend comes and you just crumble into dust mm-hmm. because all your routines collapse. You have no structure. You have mm-hmm. no sense of purpose. You accomplish nothing. In the world, you accomplish yeah. nothing. So what happens on a break? Like a long break. Turns out you get broken. You become broken. <laughs> Weekends make you weakened and breaks break you. Well, let's talk about why. So because I Well, think it's like a weekend. It's, it's just, just way longer. Right. <laughs> well, like, but a big part yeah, of it is if you like, get weak enough, you break. Yeah. We talked That's about TGB, right? Thanksgiving break was one of our other studio breaks, which happened. Uh, we took a lot of vacations, apparently, this last two months. Um, this is just a weird time of year. It is. Know? A lot of breaks. A lot of family action. And usually for most people, myself included, like the first couple of days- you're like, this is awesome. You're doing, maybe catching up on some stuff, doing all your playing stuff. But then at some point, the awesome kind of wanes to a degree. Mm-hmm. Uh, and especially if you're in a circumstance where you actually don't get to exhibit control over yourself. So, so if, you're, if you're staying at someone's family, perhaps. Yeah. So, and the holidays involve a lot of visits with families, which, which you know, tend to be, it can be trying times for us all. It really, it really, I think it can depend on the host. Mm-hmm. You know, because if if the host sort of has like a schedule of activities that you have to engage in, right. well, then that that can be pretty right. That's not a, it's not a break. But they even talk about how you know even like the what is it friends who stay with you in laws who stay with you everybody every guest uh, goes bad after three days just like fish. So that means if you're staying somewhere for more than three you days, go, and yeah. you go bad. You're yeah. the problem. Yeah, you're the, yeah, you're the, the problem. fish. Yeah, that's food poisoning. Absolutely, it's basically. Anyone who disrupts another person's normal day-to-day operations, you know, yeah. there's, there's just a time limit on that. No matter how awesome you are, there's just a time and limit. And it's one hour. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so I even experienced this. I mean, I, I really enjoy my in-laws and I like them as people. It's fun. But after, you know, a week of being with them, the last two of the three last days that we were all together, I was just like, I'm going to work in my hotel room today. But it's more of a, it's not you, it's me kind of a thing. Yeah, I was like, you guys are great. You got your own stuff you got to do. I just, I need, I want to read. I want to do some writing. I just want to think. And so I just, they just left me alone. It was great. They weren't, you know, no one's mean about it, which is nice. Sometimes people are. So Yeah, well, I think also it's that when you're seeing people that you don't see very often and uh, when you're out somewhere, so if you're visiting a place Mm -hmm. or especially going on a vacation as a group or something, then it, it feels like there's an expectation that you just be available and mm-hmm. are like hanging out all the time because that's that's why you're there ostensibly, right? Um, but there's a reason we don't do that just every day, which because it's fucking tiring, right? You know? So because we get sh- there, there's other stuff we need to be doing, uh, and and actually like the light, my life felt like it was descending into chaos after after mm-hmm. three days, mm-hmm. and hey, and again, not because I was also at my in laws, but it wasn't through any fault of theirs. It was just I wasn't at home. Yeah, you're not doing your thing. Expectations were weird, right? Uh, in that they were different from normal. And so I didn't know what to do with myself. I was like, I should be here. You know? So I was like always trying to be around. So do you think Hmm. that, do you think that this is the reason that we have new year's resolutions? 
Because technically, you could resolve to make your life better basically at any point. Uh-huh. We could have March resolutions. Oh, you say monthly resolutions because there's this week long chaos. There's this, yeah, because built. we go, we go the end of the year in in many cultures. There's just lots of Breaks, disruptions holidays. to your to your normal right. your normal day to day, which means all of your good behavior just goes to shit. Mm-hmm. And you have people being like, "Well, I, well, I was going to start a diet, but but it's November, it's Thanksgiving, right. and then there's a few more weeks, and then it's Christmas already, and then I got to mm-hmm. eat a whole ham, you know, and then yep. there's then it's cake time because mm-hmm. that's the day after Christmas is cake time, and then <laughs> then there's New Year's, and I'm just going to be yeah. I'm just going to be drunk for 36 hours, uh-huh. uh, but then. After that, let's wipe this slate clean. Let's wipe this slate clean. I'm going to resolve to do better this time. <laughs> you think maybe it's because I'm planning you, for the next six weeks to just be a human sort of garbage pile. So then by the time you end the year, you're like, I, I have, fl- I have fucked up. I, <laughs> I'm at the lowest point in my life. Because maybe, well, is, maybe people do okay up until like mid-November. You I think know, most people do, and yeah. then it's kind of hard. Yeah, it is true like, because it, it is that the year culminates in just this debauchery. <laughs> And this, this, Which is like hard this, to deal with. Yeah. Know? Well, and also, but, but, you know, and everybody's eating really poorly on purpose in terms of just sheer quantity Correct. and stuff, you know, which makes you feel like shit. And, and then we're, and everybody has left the normal routine because they're trying to escape work and, mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff. They're trying to reconnect with people. And so everybody just like leaves everything like stable and healthy behind for basically two months. Yeah. At the end of every year. And then you're like, I, I, I'd go to the gym, but I just got so much turkey in my head. Like, I can't. <laughs> I was actually move back, yeah. back when I got my surgery now, I guess uh, a little over two months ago, I was thinking about this. Cause I was like, I could either do it now uh, or w- with the risk that I wouldn't be able to eat all the delicious foods that were coming mm. up, you know, for all these holidays, uh, or I could wait until all of them were over and then do it. Um, but I figured I couldn't really eat anyway in either case. So I might as well go ahead, but it turned out to be a huge benefit because then when I came to all these big events, I just, I, I just couldn't, couldn't stuff myself <laughs> anymore. Right? So I still ate, Less healthily than I should have, and still did. I still did things, but that not I in have. sort of a crippling way. Yeah, but exactly. <laughs> but, but every day, I then woke up the next day and actually felt relatively. Fine, what was this like? You know? Tell me. Yeah, it was pretty. <laughs> pretty but it was so pretty here's good. the weird thing. I mean, is there some kind of a group think going on here? Because so the you know the idea mm. of group think is like everybody wants something, but they think that the rest of the group wants something else. It's a huge problem actually in. Uh, college campuses, one of the big things they do is just showing that, like, if you take a survey and you're like, do you like drinking so much that you black out? Everyone's like, no, but everybody thinks that everybody else does. And so, so then they all just do it together. It just, so the, the, one of the only ways they've proven to actually drop the incidence of basically over drinking on college campuses is just to post that survey. Like you just post that up in like dorms and stuff and say, (laughs) people, no one actually likes doing this. Everyone's just doing it because for some reason everyone thinks everybody else wants to do it. Right. (laughs) So, So, I mean, is that, is that what happens when like, how many, how many turkeys have to die because, because of our group thing, because none of us has the courage to be like, what about not eating that, (laughs) eating a 40 pound bird today? (laughs) I don't know. Might be. Yep. And then now continually eating garbage for the next six weeks. Well, speaking of New Year's, like I do, I do really personally. I love New Year's resolutions because I do with the getting things done method. You're you're supposed to be doing a review basically weekly of all your stuff, right? And then every quarter or you know some longer form of time, then you sort of step back and try to take take a higher viewpoint and say, okay, am I doing am I doing what I need to be doing to achieve whatever it is that I want to in the long term, or just have the life I want day by day? And so I love New Year's because because of all the breaks. Actually, there's this huge window of time depending on 
the structure of your break to, you know, do some reading, do some uh, deep thinking about kind of where you're at, where you're trying to go and then, and then plan appropriately. Uh, and I find so what I tried this year is instead of setting a bunch of different, usually I set a bunch of different sort of goals. So it'll be like, oh, you know, do some particular weight in the gym or, or uh, create some number of assets for a game, whatever, just weird sort of almost arbitrary things. And there's this, I can't remember the, the guy's name, I think it's Scott Adams, maybe who does the Dilbert comic. He says, losers have goals, winners have systems, is his shtick. <laughs> and so I was like, maybe for this new year, instead of doing that big list of goals, I'll do, uh, instead of sort of a few sort of focusing either questions or quotes or that sort of thing. And so um, with this new year, I, I resolved to, I did a bunch of reading. I finished the book, uh, Tribe of Mentors, which is a, a Tim Ferriss book, where he combines just all this knowledge from, you know, all these people who are basically super successful in whatever they do into this tome. And then you just, you can read it, you can flip to wherever you want, and then just kind of like random tidbits will jump out at you. And so I did this last year as well with his previous book, Tools of Titans, and found it very, very useful. So I started the new year in the same Tools way. Tools of Titans, not Twizzle Titans. <laughs> just this is very case. different. <laughs> <laughs> Tools of Titans, yeah. And uh, I really like both those books. And if you haven't read either of them, I'd, I'd actually recommend the Tools of Titans one first. Uh, I think it's better, per- personally. But um, so, I, you know, I did this while I was in that in the hotel in, in, uh, on vacation with the family. And... Did a bunch of writing, did a bunch of self-exploration and stuff. And I just always find it really useful to just take the time to sit down and do it. And I find that, you know, on a normal weekend, it's almost like kind of like we talk about airplanes. Like the fun part about being on an airplane is that you're kind of like you're trapped on an airplane. So you have to do something, whether it's read a book or uh, watch a movie or just engage mentally. And so being on this trip and wanting to kind of get away and isolate myself, I didn't have anything to do. It's really all this thing. just amounts to like not having a screen in front of you. It's basically, <laughs> you know, at the end of the day. I guess I'll think. So <laughs> one of my favorite quotes from that uh, uh, Tribe of Mentors book was this idea of macro patience, micro speed. So one of the guys was talking about the problem that a lot of people have is that uh, people make these big plans and then they get really aggravated when like those things take a really fucking long time to realize, right? Yeah. But then like, I'm going to, I'm going to lose 200 pounds. Right. Well, no, you're going to take lose, a while. You're going to lose a pound 200 times. Here and there, right. <laughs> and so, uh, and so, and then, and then the micro speed part of it. So the, the macro patience is saying, okay, you know, with your long-term goals, put them out there and then relax about when they're going to hit and instead focus on the micro level. So the day to day, you know, the next five minutes sort of thing, because, you know, he been, his point was talking about Netflix and Twitter actually was his rant, which is always ours too, which is that, you know, you might have these big goals, but for some reason people always have these big goals, but then don't focus sort of feverishly in their micro moment in like the next five minutes about how to, what should I be doing to actually be, you know, working toward these things. And instead tend to, you take that frustration with the macro level and then you let it seep into the micro level where you actually could be working toward a thing. And you're just like, well, I, you know, I can't make any progress in this or I ate a whole cake yesterday. So I guess my diet's done. I guess, like, I'll, guess I'll go to the gym starting next month. Yeah. <laughs> so I really like that quote, macro patience, micro speed. Um, and so that's one of my ones that I kind of assembled in my list, but the whole, the whole goal this year for me personally is to kind of, uh, double down on, on the stuff that I'm good at. And then some extra sort of disciplined things to try to accomplish a few things that I haven't gotten done as well as finally spending some money on my eyeballs and getting LASIK. Getting it lasered going in the eyes. Soon. Which is perfect because the only reason I haven't yet is because. I haven't bothered trying to find somebody who I trust. So now mm-hmm. I'll just let you do yeah, that. If you just want to do it. I'll just you, do that for you guys. <laughs> then pass the note along. If Sam turns out if not blind, blind yeah. then we will trust that person. Yeah. And well, I still won't because that's only a sample of one. But I will. Sam, I'll feel, I will. I'll I'm, feel better about it. I'm very susceptible to <laughs> anecdotal evidence. 
<laughs> yeah, so I'll guinea pig that, and then you guys can hop on. The, cool, cool. On the train. Um, we'll all be glasses free and able to see. Mm-hmm. That's right. 2018. <laughs> so I had <laughs> pretty good. <laughs> Is that the slogan? <laughs> Tony Great Team. Glasses free and able to see. I like it. Uh, so my my big thing that I'm I'm gonna focus on is it's not actually that big, but it's basically just to quit fucking around. So if sure, there's huh? something that I want to do, just fucking do it. Just do it now. Yep. Mm-hmm. Cause there's there is that whole like, well, I just ate a turkey, so I I guess I'll start working out next month, right. you know? Uh, or I'm going to like stop watching Netflix, but I'm in the middle of this season. So, <laughs> so I'll finish this thing, right. you know? Right. Although it does help that most seasons of most things just get progressively worse. So it gets easier to That's stop true. as you go. That's true. The first two episodes are always bad. Yep. The third one is great. And then it's tapers off. Yeah. It's downhill from there. Yeah. Well, that's why I said a monthly reminder, actually. At the end, the final Sunday of every month is like a monthly review and then setting the goals for the next month. So that way- the New Year's resolutions should become just monthly things as opposed to like this big, like, what am I doing with my life? At the yeah, because weekly is just too often. Too often. You, know, you, you can't. Too you granular. Can't, yeah. But every month, if you just take a look back at what did you, what did you get done last month that you're super pumped about? What's your plan for the next month? That's a small enough time frame that you can actually make meaningful changes. So that's good. Um, also, something that we, I think we, I don't, I think we missed it in talking about on the podcast, mm. but uh so in the last episode, we wildly speculated about all of the amazing blockchain things that were mm. going to happen. Yeah, it's going to be great. And uh, on, I believe, December 21st, there was just the the start, the tip of the ice, the tip mm-hmm. of the blockchain iceberg is is Long Island <laughs> Ice Tea Company, the company that makes like those bottles of Long Island Ice Tea that you could buy. Uh, they changed their name to Long Blockchain Corp, <laughs> made a public announcement saying, we're going to be looking into how to use blockchain to do stuff. Their stock surged 200%. <laughs> uh, and they're still currently just making booze because they don't actually know. How would you integrate what- blockchain into Long Island? I think, I think, they're, gonna, I think they're pivoting. I think they're going to pivot. So I feel like... I just, you know, there's a bubble when, you know, like but, this is mm-hmm. what, <laughs> but it could also be that, that whoever is able to make decisions, like change the name of the company right now. So their board or CEO or whatever. Uh, I just feel like they, they just saw what was happening. They were like, nobody's paid attention to us in a really long time. because there's shit about what we're doing. So let's just do something so weird. <laughs> well, this is, this is literally the same as a company changing their name and adding .com to their name yeah. in the nineties. Yeah. Right. Even though they're not on the internet yet. Yeah. Or in any meaningful capacity. Maybe we should. Like, we have a website now. Dot <laughs> <laughs> com. Right. Stock price surges 300%. Right. Yeah, maybe we should become Blocker Scotch Chainigans. Mm. Chainanigans. I'll use that to sign off on our next newsletter. That's a good one. <laughs> Butter Block Chainanigans. <laughs> yep. Butter Block Chainigans. That's pretty good. I like it. It's Although crazy. we're going to get sued by Butter Block Theater and then. By Butterfly <laughs> Theater. <laughs> uh, all right, let's get on to some questions. <laughs> These questions come from our listeners over at podcast.bscotch.net. So if you'd like to get your question on a future episode, head on over there and put it in the text box. Every time you say that, I think of that jingle from uh, Adventureland from growing up. Adventureland is an amusement park in Iowa. Come on over to Adventureland. You gotta have a fulfilled day. That's right. Every time you say it, the jingle Come on over to (laughs) podcast.bscotch.net. Put your message in the text box. There we go. It's a better jingle. Here it is. First question comes from Retro Banana Man NL. 
I was thinking of the time you called out if a podcast was a prime number or not, and you haven't done it in a while. Next up is podcast 131, which is a prime number. Smiley face. Done. I read that in advance. Good. And then I was reminded, mm. and then I did it. Yeah, if you guys so. can just let us know whenever that's happening, because it's very hard to calculate on the yeah, fly. Actually, yeah, actually. Don't and, lie about it. And though. actually, if our <laughs> listeners could just kind of also just remind us of really everything, mm-hmm. that would be great. <laughs> so just like, when's the laundry day? We got a lot Do of have a dentist appointment? Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, if Talk you guys could just kind of keep us on track, that would be good. Ne- crowd, crowdsource administrative tasks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Next question comes from Anonymous. Ruckus question. What are your thoughts about a B-Scotch avatar generator so everyone in the community can customize their own buttery face in B-Scotch style? Any plans on forum integration with Ruckus as well? Mm. So first thing, we may not be able to call it Ruckus. Turns out there's a wireless carrier uh-huh. called Ruckus. Which we did. Well, actually, we knew about because we were, we were right. Googling the name and like the only thing we found was, the this, was this. It was called Ruckus Wireless. And we're like, oh, we, we figured it was a wireless carrier, which is why we didn't even look any further. It turns out it's a little bit more vague than that. And it's more of like a provider of various networking solutions. Probably sp- blockchain. Without a doubt, they do some blockchain. You're going to spike their sock. <laughs> so, so while they're clearly a different thing, um, because they like they have a login system, they have all this cloud stuff. You know, they we'll need to talk to the lawyers. We'll have see. to we'll have to talk to our people and find out if, if we can. Yeah. Or, or so what. we have this, we have a sweet logo. I already refactored all of my code to use the word ruckus instead of the thing is though their logo is a dog, which uh-huh. Zynga has. So maybe. If they sue us, we can be like, yeah, but, and then point over at Zynga yeah, and like somehow deflect it, like a, mm-hmm, start a yeah. fight between them. We step out. <laughs> just boom, keep doing our we thing. We just keep doing our thing. Uh-huh. Nobody notices. Well, the other reason I'm worried is because this company has like 20 trademarks. And yeah. they, have a, they have a page they, of their trademarks in which they describe how important and valuable their trademarks are to them. And I was like, this we seems, might not want to fuck with this. <laughs> this seems dangerous. Yeah. We, dangerous. We will get sued. Yeah. So... <laughs> There's just not. But a on the other hand, <laughs> they're also. Then I said that I did a trademark search for the word ruckus, which we didn't do ahead of time, uh, because we figure like if we can't find it on the internet, then it's it fine. doesn't matter if it's trademarked, probably. Um, but there's there was like a couple hundred things using ruckus in their trademark, um, and you know covering the whole gamut of just all the kinds of industries, you know. Uh, so on the other hand, I was thinking the trademark might be so weak anyway mm. that we could also have a weak trademark with ruckus. Just be weak with everybody else. Yeah, that way. We could also call it Ruckasaurus and make it a dinosaur, mm. sort of a... And then it could eat the dog. Yeah, yeah. I, the logo's a dinosaur eating a dog. <laughs> Ideally, we somehow, we somehow keep the ruckus part so I don't have to refactor anything. We could just... Mm-hmm. We don't have to change the logo. That ruckus could just be short for something, you know? That would be... Like, it could be an acronym. Ruckasaurus. Yeah. Yeah. I like Ruckasaurus. We'll <laughs> <laughs> uh, figure it out. Okay, what was so the second part of that? I think the so the question actually was <laughs> about whether people can make their own avatars. Oh yeah, well, so just require just require uh, being able to use a computer to read your face. Yeah, it Adam. sounds like a lot of work though. I so. would do it a lot more simply by just making a bunch of face components that you just assemble. Oh, yeah. so but then like when we re- but then when we render it yeah. somewhere, we have to make a composite image out of it, which is. It'll take at least five minutes. It's going to take at least five minutes. Yeah. We're very busy. So <laughs> yeah. we'll just instead we'll put that probably, on the back burner. We'll probably, you know, we're probably going to give you just like a huge selection of six to seven avatars <laughs> uh, hand drawn by Sam and yep. pro- like five to eight minutes a piece. Maybe. And they're going to be gorgeous. Yep. There are so, currently, how many avatars do we have? Like 30, I think? There's a lot. 50 there's maybe even? Yeah. We have quite a few actually. There's 52. 
Like finish oh, two wow. for three. But yeah, I think, well, this actually kind of goes to one of our studio resolutions for the year, which is 2018, 2018. 2018, keep it simple. Is, yeah, it's all about, for, for us, too. Yeah. it's actually about producing. So we're trying to stay out of the weeds with regard to a lot of these uh, things we've kind of gotten tripped up in the past. And I'll tell you guys, we have we have a Crashlands update in the works, yep. um, which we're very excited about. It's going to be good. And some other fun things I can't talk about right now, but you know, maybe next week we'll, we'll get into, but the we can't talk about it because today's the first day yeah. that we're working on, them, which we did. <laughs> so. We did talk about them in the last podcast. Yeah, we did. Yeah. Uh, so we've, we've gotten started on the, on the, the smaller game project. Mm-hmm. It's pretty dope. It's pretty much done. Also, I finished it over break. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, all right, I've programmed it for 18 hours and we're like, it's good. All right, cool. Let's just Ship some it. pictures on there. So, uh, yeah, we're aiming to have some, you know, aiming to have some content out very routinely this year. And that focus, I think, is going to be really helpful for us to to not necessarily make a face generator for people. You know, we're just going to yeah. say, no, I'm sorry. Yeah, we, it's not we, happening. We could, but we could also not. And so that's what we're going to do. Instead. 20 great teen. Can we not? Yeah. <laughs> 20 great teen. Yes, we can not. That's uh, the slogan. Yep. And yeah, in terms of the forums uh, and whether Ruckus will be integrated. Uh, yes. Um, Probably burn it nope. down. Nope. We're going to burn down the forum. And by burn down, we mean... Because because old legacy Beastcatch ID will probably just have to stay intact, so we don't have to update everything. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll probably just leave that until garbage it, pile as until we is, burn it down. Until we someday just actually burn it down. But mm-hmm. but for the foreseeable future, we'll just leave that kind of that stuff there, and I'll be slowly migrating content like the podcast page and and probably eventually game specific specific forms or something that'll just mm-hmm. be new um, that'll come under the ruckus umbrella. Uh, but but yeah, it's you know we just gotta we gotta burn some stuff down. That's. 20 great tween, burn it down. Mm-hmm. You know? mm-hmm. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so many slogans. All right, next question comes from Kulabula. Uh, with A-B testing, do you use any other methods besides Google Play? So we've talked mm-hmm. in the past about how Google Play provides mm-hmm. these amazing A-B testing tools, and we can do things like delete our entire store description. Super fun. And that see what fun. happens. Yep. I love A-B testing because it literally is just a, let's just see what happens yep. thing. Yep. Like, what if our icon was just like Sam's face? What happened? Take a picture of that, put it on there, <laughs> see what happens. Well, I guess if, if you had a screaming face on mobile, it would probably increase our sales. That's true. Well, Apparently so, that's the way to do well, it. Well, so this yeah. also comes down to our, as part of our keep it simple, is realized, you know what? Who gives a shit? Because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we can like, A-B test and try to squeeze like an extra 4% out of this yeah. and 6% out of that. Yeah, we've just been, we've been wiggling that needle for like two years. Yeah. We're sick of it. I'm tired of wiggling We're just going to make new stuff. Yeah. Well, but more importantly, almost everything we've done had no measurable effect, or if any effect, it was so small, it was hard to call a measure. Or, or it was bad. Or it was a bad outcome. Or it was bad, yeah. So if things well, are fine, yeah, once just you've don't optimized, touch it. Yeah, right. <laughs> once you've optimized something, the only direction, it just probabilistically speaking. It can only right? go down. You're going to go down more often than you're going to go up. So don't so, touch it. Yeah, so as soon as, as soon, the moment your changes start going down more often than they go up, mm-hmm. you're optimized. Leave the fuck alone walk away. We've talked about the many times we've doubled our revenue in half, right? We did it with Crashlands. Did it with Crashlands. We've, we've done it with Quadrupus Rampage. Flop Rocket was a huge mistake in a lot of ways. Um, just like we've messed up most things. So if we get something to a point where we're like, this is viable, then I think the move walk from away. now on is either, either to walk away or continue in the same vein, right? Yeah. So if we're like, oh, cool, this worked. Like this, maybe we, like we're selling an expansion pack inside of the game, you know, like uh, Monument Valley did. Did it work? Yes. Cool. We'll do another one. Instead of being like, no, 
or, or, or yes, can we like tweak it? Can we do a little bit of mm-hmm. wiggling around? What if around? the expansion pack was dollar cheaper? What if it was dollar more expensive? Who cares? What if it, what if it was five expansion packs? Yeah, what? what if it was five expansion packs, each of which was one-fifth of an expansion pack? What yeah. if you got back to work and made some shit with yeah. your life instead of moving the needles? That's the, yep. that's twenty. That's what we're doing this 2018, year. 2018, no mm-hmm. more moving needles. Right. <laughs> <laughs> no more needles. It sounds like a different sort of thing. No more needles. <laughs> which would be a good resolution. Anyway, both of those. Yeah, you know? that's yeah. true. If you're, yeah, if you're doing those opioids, Cut stop it. it. 2018. I know it's not that easy, but you know, maybe go get some help. It's very hard. Yep. Yep. But, uh, don't. All right. Next question comes from Woland 77. Do you play horror games? Would you ever make one? I would be all about a butterscotch horror we game. We talked about making one because yeah. they're fun. I kind of wanted to play one this weekend. I, I don't know. I, I suddenly it. got an itch where I was like, I kind of, I kind of want to do that to myself. But then... But then I opened up Steam and I saw a pile of garbage and then I got Man, tired and then stopped. Did you? So you you got me onto Fear. Yeah, like, I, I don't which know I, how long ago that was. Probably it, ten years ago. Yeah, it was probably <laughs> a long time ago. And fear, I really liked. The thing is, that game scared the shit out of me for at least like two hours, and then at some point when I realized that I could just shoot everything, just shoot. <laughs> <laughs> like so shadow moves in the wall, shoot it. Yeah. Uh, person gets sucked into an air vent, shoot the vent. Like just that's yeah. your tool. Do you or shoot the fine. person. Well, they're being sucked. Yeah, I mean, they might come back. This is how I feel about Doom, the new Doom, Mm -hmm. the remake. Yeah, Um, because it's it's all supposed to be creepy, and there's you know these horrible looking monsters, and there's gore everywhere, you know. But you're in a position to be just such a badass because like, and part of the part of the thing that you do is just by is meleeing things, you know. So there's a whole like melee awesome system where you just fucking you're just punching ghouls, you know. Mm -hmm. And so there's something that the moment you've punched a ghoul, there's just it kind of takes the fear. Yeah, because well, it's a control thing again. So I think the only game I played that was really terrifying to the point where I just stopped playing it was that amnesia. Yeah. Um, I was just, I think so I, I played that scared and I, <laughs> I did a, I did a challenge where I was like, I'm just going to go against my instincts every time. <laughs> right. So if something jumps out, I'm going to run at it. I'm not going <laughs> to run away from anything. I'm not going to hide from anything. And so, so you you weren't playing the role of the, <laughs> no. of the like frightened person going through yeah, a creepy. Yeah, so it fucking ruined the game for me. Oh yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> like something something happens, like I see some shadowy figure like walking away and like walking in a corner. I'm like, I'm gonna catch him, and like I go run after it. <laughs> I go on the corner, and it's gone. I'm like, oh fuck. But like, it, <laughs> right? But if that same thing had happened, you'd like creeped over there really yeah, slowly, like, like, oh god, I hope there's nothing there. And you look over, you're like, oh. Yeah. So you basically you just relief. played that game as if you're playing Doom. I played it like a game <laughs> instead of like I was there. Like a horror experience. But there's ways to do yeah. really or like I, stuff. I pick up a broom, you know, and like the weird face monster comes out mm-hmm. and I'm like, I'm gonna hit him with this broom. <laughs> so like yeah. I chase him down, like I throw a broom at him just to see what happens. I think the legit scary ones, like the the, the I've watched previews or whatever you call them, previews is the wrong word, trailers mm-hmm. for, for a bunch of them. And for each trailer I watched, I was like, Nope. Yep, not even gonna fucking touch this. <laughs> There, there, was, yeah, there was a couple the house newish one. ones. Yeah, yeah. There's a, there's one where you like roll up to an asylum or something, and you have to like go in there also, for some bad reason, plan. You know? Who's ever like, like, every, everything about this? I'm this? like, why, why? You know, but like, <laughs> you have to climb up, and you go through this little this little hole, and you come in. There's a there's a woman standing there, and she's, she's like going crazy, and then somebody's like going into a vent off in the corner and you're supposed to go into the vent. And this is all in the, in the, in the trailer. And I'm like, no, nah, I'm going to just, but see, I mean, yeah, but I mean, if you, if you play it like a game, then to yeah, me, you go up and try to interact with the woman, punch her a little bit, yeah. you know, <laughs> right. yeah, can I talk to this person? How's, how's it going? What's, oh, what's going on in that vent? Let me go see what's <laughs> over there. But I think, 
I mean, it obviously ruins the horror aspect, but to me, it actually, it turns into a different kind of game, which is to see if you can guess what supposedly scary thing is going to happen next. Right. Because <laughs> right. mm-hmm. then you're like, instead of, instead of like cautiously creeping around, you're like voraciously like opening up cabinets, like peeking in and like, like <laughs> I bet there's something in that dark hole. I'm going to jump in there. Right. <laughs> and it just changes everything. So I, I saw, I saw a video for, uh, I can't remember which one it was, but there's, there's always like a new, you know, some new horror game coming out by some uh, famous designer or director of some sort. And it is like, it's in an apartment or a house and you're kind of creeping around. I'm sure a bunch of our listeners have seen the video for this. And, and it's just, they do the atmosphere so well that I think like you couldn't, there's nothing to do because you're in this house, right? Yeah. So you can't just like run around like rummage and like sort of distract yourself from the terror. And so every so often you'll just like hear a creak in the house. You're like, oh shit. And then you go look at it and then, you know, it's nothing. Or you'll see a shadow pass and you run through, but it's like the same room you were just in. So there's no escape. There's no like, so you can't just leave. Yeah, exactly. There's no, there's (laughs) no like progress. fucked up. I'm just going to go to the grocery store. Right. (laughs) I'm getting out of here. Yeah, you can't do that. So I think that one was, was scary, but I think, uh, 2D horror games I think are really interesting because it's much harder, yeah, of course, because immersion pull off harder. that vibe. Um, so I, I'd be super down for a, a 2D well, horror game. Well, Global Game Jam's coming up. Sounds good. I would, I would feel like if I made a horror game, I would not be able to resist either <laughs> making making it seem like a horror game, but then having like a, some kind of weird, stupid jokes happen. Mm-hmm. Like just have some goofy ass thing. Like you think something terrifying is going to come leaping out. And then something super fucking adorable just like comes out and starts squealing at you. It or like kills you. you know? uh-huh. yeah, <laughs> sort of a Monty Python rabbit right. thing. Right. Um, or I want to make a horror game where it constantly makes it seem like something is going to happen and then nothing ever happens. <laughs> like for an hour, like the music keeps getting tense, you know, and like there's sounds. But there's no resolve. You come across something like you come across an area where like something's going to jump out of there. And then it never does. And you just keep walking. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's like, you'll, you'll walk by and things will kind of just like shake a little bit. Yeah. Cause really horror is all about, it's all about suspense. It's like building the yeah. atmosphere. And if you watch, uh, if you watch horror movies, the scary stuff that happens is actually very rare. Yeah. And really it's all about building the apprehension of a scary thing happening. It's like, what if they just took out those little tidbits of where scary things actually happen? Just keep on building it. And just like the movie, like, so it's just a movie about just like some people just going about their daily lives, but just with really foreboding music <laughs> and then close-ups on very specific things. And you're like, like something nice. bad's going to happen with that. Right. <laughs> like Final Destination. Yeah. Oh, first yeah. Final Destination. Because in that movie... You just know everybody's going to die. You know, you know everybody's yeah. going to die. And everything's yeah. weaponized. And right? er, yeah. Any, anything can kill anyone mm-hmm. in this movie. Like some, somehow. Yeah. Somebody could just like walk past a stop sign and something happens with that stop sign. Mm-hmm. Right. And so if they just like, so, and they, but they do this constantly throughout where they actually do make you think things are going to happen and then something else happens. Right. right? Yeah. And so. Yeah, like, so there's a rumor some of those scenes where it would be, it'd be literally like five or six different things where I was like, oh, this is what's going to happen that it did. Yeah. Yeah. So they'll be like, over like, over. I remember the scene where the woman's brushing her teeth and I'm like, oh God, she's going to like trip and like the toothbrush is going to like jam through her <laughs> eye or something. She just brushes her teeth and the music's all creepy. And then she finishes brushing her teeth. And I'm like, oh, thank God. <laughs> and then like, then you see like water dripping off the edge of the sink. You're like, oh no. Oh, and then she just keeps walking. And it's fine. You know, <laughs> like it goes on for like five minutes, 10 minutes, keeps zooming in on things. Yeah. Just do that for a whole movie. That would be but the ultimate. The problem is movie. like, once you know that there's no, you nothing. have to, you have to think something's yeah. going to happen. Except then right at the end, everything happens all at once. <laughs> <laughs> 
like I said, so it's, it becomes like a Rube Goldberg machine <laughs> where at the end everything that has you been stored up everything that has been zoomed in on is somehow involved although it would be fun if it, was, if it ended up just being super innocuous right so like so, so if you come into a room and like things are now in a different place so maybe you can like move things so you put something somewhere you're leaving you come back it's not somewhere else right so it's creepy music and then and then later on you come back in and your spouse is in there and she's like oh I've been tidying up yeah I've been moving some things how come I, I've moved some things yeah, just, somebody did you move them back What's your yeah. problem? What's going on? <laughs> we need to talk about it. <laughs> or there's just like a mouse who's been like squeaking and making noises. The one game, the one 2D game I saw that was really actually genuinely terrifying was uh, Darkwood, which mm. just watch a you let's uh, let's play of a YouTuber playing that thing. Um, it's top down and they do atmosphere really well. So uh, lots of fog of war and then sort of, you know, really creepy stuff. And a lot of it's just like you walking around with creepy music or like you'll see a body somewhere. And you're like, oh shit. And you have limited ammo, you know, that sort of situation. Mm. You got to have ammo. You got to have ammo because otherwise, you know, unlimited shots is no fun. So we could make a, is, is don't starve a horror game. Nah. I mean, it does get super dark and then you go insane and things come out of the darkness to eat your face. Yeah. It's, I would say it has a dark theme, but yeah. it's not horror. Hmm. I'd love to make a horror Well, we, I mean, we have global game jam coming up. We'll see what the theme is. Let's do it. You know, mm-hmm. maybe we'll, maybe we'll dabble. Maybe we'll dip our toe in the waters of, of oh, horror. horror. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, all right. Next question comes from D Helix. Hey, dudes, how about doing quarterly video podcasts? Then, apart from us being a, apart from putting us being able to faces to the voice. <laughs> we got some word salad over yeah, here. It's probably one of those like typing in a phone, you know? In any yeah, case, they want to be able to put names to faces to voices. Gotcha. Uh, and you can show us stuff like DLC or sneak peeks at upcoming games. That's so... Fun. This is actually something that we've already been uh, planning on doing. Yep. So we're working on a little bit more of actual video content uh, from inside the studio. So this would be sort of a, the first one should be hitting in in a little bit. I don't know, like a month or something. That'd probably be pretty short because Monique is training up on videography. So yeah, uh, we put together a little video, which you know we'll probably combine some some of the capture some of the discussions from the design side as well as just uh, interviewing people and asking kind of what they're up to, and then. Uh, the next newsletter, actually, we're taking more of this sort of bent. Uh, Adam had sent along his article during the break about uh, or from Nintendo Power and mm-hmm. all the stuff they did. And I, th- I found it very inspiring. I thought it was really fun because mainly what they did was they were just like, they're just like, well, we'll just talk about the, the games that we made instead of necessarily always laying out like, here's what's happening next or here's a thing for you to go do. Just be like, oh, here's like some stuff you probably didn't know about. Here's some behind Crash the scenes lines, things. Right? Here's some cheat codes. Exactly. We probably do need to start introducing like legit cheat codes. Yeah. Like that, if, was such, that was such an awesome thing. Like if you name your pet George Lord. Yeah, then something happens. Then it gets right. Yeah, damage. but I mean, people hack the games into the ground anyways. Yeah, so. yeah, but that's not the fun part. Because it isn't, it isn't, like to me, it was never fun to, to like use external things, you know, to, right. to do that kind of stuff. But like, but knowing that the developer put the thing there. You know, for like, you to discover. Yeah, for you to discover yeah. or, or whatever. I think there's, there's something that's really fun about it. And it wouldn't have to necessarily, even if it was just more Easter egg than it was like a cheat. But, mm-hmm. but having, having those kinds of, explicitly hidden things that do something interesting we yeah. need some more of yeah so i'm I think, down yeah we're gonna we're gonna be again this comes down to the, the production mindset and also just kind of keeping everybody in the loop a little bit more um because you know, we had our we had our linux launch uh back a few a few weeks ago and a few people said oh you know it would have been nice to have known that these things were happening I'm like that's fair we just don't do that typically even though we do the newsletter it doesn't be very focused and very small actually so the next one we're gonna well, part of the trouble has been too we, we don't know what our people are going to be interested in correct 
been hearing about. And uh, and we we haven't fragmented. I mean, we've kind of fragmented into a, you know a few newsletters, right? So we have new games and and sort of general updates and that sort of thing. Um, but because we hadn't really thought about it from the perspective of just telling people stuff about cool stuff, what we're up to, people you know? want to hear about stuff. Yeah, then I think we we just sort of we just weren't using it. That well, way. we're also we're apologetic about it. Yeah, right. We're like, what if they what if they don't like us? Well, right. well, but yeah. but actually, I think there's a further problem too, though, which is that so when the, with the Linux launch, we were like, mm-hmm. well, almost nobody, statistically speaking, yeah. uses Linux, right? True. So why would we send off an email to you know a hundred thousand people? Yeah. And be like, hey, we're launching on Linux, right? <laughs> that way uh, the eight people out of there have like, <laughs> right. who open the email and have a Linux machine. Right, right. So so then there's, so there's a question of, you know, that, that's prevented us from sending stuff out. Um, but if instead we would just say, let's kind of compile information, just like compile stuff about what we're well, doing. Like what we like did. Lore tidbits. Yeah, you know? what we did actually in the, the first instantiation of the newsletter, which is just, it was just a, basically it was a monthly requirement that we put one out. It used to be like back in the, the very early days when there were like 12 people who were on it. Um, we would just do one every month and it was just this, it was like, here's some design notes, I guess, from last <laughs> week. <laughs> we have, we have nothing going on. Um, but we just kind of talk about design pieces or, you know, show off a new piece of art or something like that. Mm-hmm. Just cause it's, it's supposed to be a little bundle of joy. You get delivered to your inbox. So we should just do that. So yep. we're going to give that a go and, and, uh, and hopefully people like it. I don't know. If they don't, they'll just unsubscribe and then we'll never be able to talk to them again. Good. The end. I don't want to deal with them. Yeah. Next question comes from. <laughs> Everybody wins if you next, unsubscribe. Next That's question true. comes from D. Oh, wait, not D Helix. We just did that one. From Farseer. The Beastgosh universe holds endless possibilities, yet maintaining the lore could be seen as a design constraint slash burden. What do you see it as? Can endless possibilities be a design constraint? Is it a Schrodinger's constraint? Am I even real? <laughs> that got that got real weird. <laughs> Flew off the rails. Going to your realness question. Um, whether have they whether figured this out, person is real? Yeah. Have they figured out if we're living in a simulation yet? Is anybody? I mean, I'm pretty sure there's no way to know. But also, yeah. yeah. Also, who cares? But it, what if the simulation is simulated? You know what I mean? Yeah, also, for, like a few, <laughs> for a few turtles deep. Yeah, mean? yeah. But, I mean, if, but what's the difference between... You know, a simulation and not a simulation. Practically? Practically. Literally nothing. Just literally nothing. Unless you can do the Matrix thing and be like, I know, I'm in a simulation, and then fly. Yeah. Yeah, that would be sweet. The simulation thing does make a lot of sense. But I haven't seen anybody flying, so I'm pretty sure we're not there. Uh, Yeah, well, the problem is I don't think think you can just sort of will your way through the programming. You got to find the cheat codes. That's true. You know, you got to. They apparently are hidden very well. (laughs) Very hard to find. Right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> nobody's found it yet. Yep. But uh, and but I think it's it's also you know there's dark matter and dark energy, mm-hmm. which we just call it that because we don't know what the fuck it is. True. True. Um, and really, it's just rounding. It's just a surrounding error. Rounding errors. <laughs> really big rounding errors. Yeah. Yeah. Huge. Well, there's a well. The thing is, there's a lot of things being rounded. That's true. Which is why, up. which is why <laughs> there's like ninety percent of the mass in the universe is actually just rounding errors. Yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> whoever made the simulation did a horrible job. Well, they had to optimize it. You know, they had, they're working on old shitty tech. That's true. You know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So now that we've established that we're probably that false, but also who cares? You know, because you're still very real to you, which is all that's important. Um, the question, and you're real to us unless you unsubscribe to. <laughs> right, and then you're dead to us. In which case, you're dead to us. Yeah, but as far as the the lore and the expansion goes, um, we always just sort of. I think the the fun thing about the Butterscotch universe is that it's wacky enough that we can do literally whatever we want. 
but then we retcon anything and then we retcon it. So that's actually usually what happens. And so we'll, we'll start working on a thing and we're like, it'd be cool because of whatever we're doing here. If the, what if this was this weird, I don't know, gelatinous lab experiment that escaped. And then as we get into it, then we'll start pulling it back into the universe. If that makes sense. Yeah. So you sort of let it expand and then kind of chain it back to the original lore. Well, it's a beauty of sci-fi fantasy as a, you know, there's magic and genre. science. Yeah, it, it lets you do anything. You can do yeah. literally anything. Yeah. So I think the biggest part is actually just providing people with either visual or, uh, or if they're storytelling, sort of ties back to the larger universe, which is really fun. So, for example, you know, in in Roid Rage or Meteor Madness, we have the juice uh, concept, which is like it's all this gaseous stuff out in there, out in the space. And then when you're in Crashlands, we brought the Juice Mancy patch in so you can now harvest crystallized juice and then use that. And so I think having these cross-reference things is really fun. Um, and beyond that, we don't take it too seriously, which I think is kind well, of none of our, I mean, none of our games were designed with, even with the intention, except for, actually, no, just none, they of were, none of them were designed with the intention of fitting into the same universe. Because mm-hmm. uh, if you take, so Tal 5 was the first game, and the second game is Quadrupus Rampage, which does have one of the Viru. It's the, the only scene. reason it's tied back. But, well, no, because that, that was only added to the very end. It had right. nothing to do with development. It was added to the very end Correct. to add a story. So right. it was Grubby. And so yeah, it was Grubby. Grubby was added at the end. We're like, yeah, and the Grubby comes down. And he's like, oh, Lord Hardick, who's the guy from the first game. Yep. Right. So, uh, so the game's, <laughs> game's developed completely independently. And then, and then we have Red Rage and Flop Rocket, literally unrelated, right? Mm-hmm. And then we have Crashlands, which was completely unrelated until we needed to start adding story. Yep. And then we and we needed to bring in NPCs to tell the story and to be you know things because it's hard to generate an entire universe with your mind. So if you have a few things, a few stepping stones, you know, from previous projects, pull them forward. You got to do it just a little bit at a time. Mm-hmm. It's easier. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You just don't worry about it. You just make a thing and then you ask, how can I make this go together? And mm-hmm. and the trick is just to never be too specific. Well, yep. and the fact is, people are willing to accept literally anything that you slap together. Correct. So. Yeah. The fact that, you know, one of the most popular game franchises of all time is a fat Italian plumber <laughs> running through a place called Donut Land, where he travels through pipes, jumps on mushrooms, beats up turtles, and rides a dinosaur that eats tomatoes. I mean, it also, all makes Also, he touches sense. a flower and throws fireballs at mm-hmm. things. Uh-huh. Uh, and he puts on a raccoon suit and then can and fly. And now he can fly with his mm-hmm. tail. Mm-hmm. Yep. As long as, so it's all, it's all about confidence, you know, as, as long <laughs> That's as true, you can wear a burlap bag. If you're right. confident enough. Same thing. Yeah. Lore is like fashion. It is. It's all about how you wear it. So yeah, sometimes you have high, you have high fashion, you have high lore, right? Which is like your token-esque, like really deep in the weeds. And then you have, you have your low fashion, you know, your sweatpants. <laughs> you got your Super Mario, Super Mario. <laughs> People are like, yeah, this all tracks. This, uh, it looks comfy. Uh-huh. Yeah, and when I and when I learned about things like why why is Mario named Mario? It's because it's because they had a in the Nintendo of America's office they had a distribution warehouse and the landlord for that warehouse looked kind of like Mario and they were like and originally Mario was named Jumpman because you're like well, he's a man and he jumps <laughs> man. But then when when Mar- when Jumpman got his own game they were like well we can't just call it Jumpman it's ridiculous and they're their landlord for the warehouse had a big mustache and they're like, Hey, our guy has a mustache. Landlord's name is Mario. Good Jump enough. Man is now named Mario. <laughs> this comes back to our whole point about who gives a fuck. Yeah, who gives know? a fuck? Donkey Kong. Keep it simple. The story behind how Donkey Kong. Got oh his yeah. Name. Do you know this? I think I heard it, but I don't remember. It's the same level of it was a trademark problem. Wasn't it? Or something? No, yeah. it was yeah. a, it was a, just a, it was just an error, which was, oh. <laughs> which was, uh, Donkey Kong's name in the original Japanese was just stubborn gorilla. Ah, 
And uh, so, like, but like an, a when donkey is stubborn when they were translating. When they were, yeah, when they were translating it, they they were just like, yeah, they like the the first word because this was like before the internet, you know, whatever. And like, mm-hmm. your sources of getting translations are not going to be super reliable. And so they got the word donkey as stubborn and Kong as gorilla because King Kong and stuff mm-hmm. was was around. And so. Uh, yeah, so Donkey Kong was supposed, it was so, literally supposed to be Stubborn Gorilla. And that was their intent, <laughs> just accidentally became Donkey Kong. I think we talked about this a bit, how a lot of artists and designers for games doing lore or whatever else, they're always, they have this idea that, that icons are, that you can like make an icon. Make on, an on purpose. Just on purpose. And the reality is like the icon, the iconography comes out of the success of the thing. So in the case of Minecraft, for example, no one in their mind would have said, hey, if we want to make like a really successful game, let's make some blockheaded, super low texture. Ugly as <laughs> just, <laughs> just hideous people. Make sure their animations are real bad. Yeah. Too. Yeah. Well, just and so you wouldn't know. think that then a, uh, a sword, a 2D sword that has something like 30 pixels in it. Yeah. Could then become an icon so successful that you could sell foam versions of that in Correct. stores. Correct. Right. Because something, something is iconic only because. People just recognize People recognize it. and know about it. And that's it. Certainly you can make things easier to like draw, for example. Yeah. Don't go over like, don't make people try to make an icon out of a Gundam, for example. But, you know, also those are an icon. So, hey, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> so don't worry about it, you know? And it, I think it is good to have that as a consideration as you're designing things to be, to just always be thinking like, how could, how could this be more simply represented? Because mm-hmm. that's, that's what makes something, you know, icon, iconic and able to be turned into iconography. Um, but if you're making games especially, then you need to be able to have things that look fine at all kinds of resolutions. Mm-hmm. Like all these things happen. Just who cares? Of, they kind of cause that to happen anyway. Well, it's the, I think the point is that icons are made, not born. That's yes. basically what it comes down to. Icons so, live forever, but... Heroes never die. Right. Yes. Yep. The Sandlot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> For sure, that's where that comes All right. From. So there's one more question we have to hit right, based what on what we... I've talked about, which is from DVX me considering the possibility that our life is a simulation. What would be the, what would be the bugs and glitches? How would the disasters in the outer simulation or reality impact our world? Mm. So if somebody spilled a cup of coffee on just the universe, (laughs) uh, what what would happen? (laughs) What if they spilled it on the universe's keyboard? I assume that would fry the whole computer like TV shows. I think it's how it works. That's how it works, right? Mm. Well, I think as far as glitches go, the whole thing that happens when you walk into a room and you forget why you were walking into a room, that seems... That's just a loading screen. Yeah, that That's seems like an <laughs> instantiation problem yeah. of some sort. You had to clear some RAM, right? Mm-hmm. There's to- a lot of those, with humans in particular. Yeah. Or, probably just because we know ourselves more than we know about yeah, things. and like, why do why do we need to sleep? Well, it's because if everybody was conscious all the time, then that would just be a really heavy load on the on the CPU. That's the probably true. Right? That's so probably we all true. need to. We need to kind of like we. So humans need to live in shifts. Maybe right? that's also why we're so destructive. Because the more of us there are, the more likely we are to kill each other and destroy the planet. Yeah, it's nat- mm-hmm. it's our so natural it's- tendency to kill everything because yeah. that just clear that just frees out compute. Comp- you know, there you go. Computation. So we kill all the animals, and, I, and we've done a really good job with like antibiotics and stuff. Because you, you can kill like literally a trillion organisms at once with antibiotics. Frees up a lot of rams. <laughs> <laughs> Or extinction events, same thing. Someone yeah. was like, oh, I just need to wipe his hard drive. Let's, uh, <laughs> give me one of the meteors. Let's, <laughs> just, let's just chuck a These meteor These dinosaurs there. are really CPU intensive. I didn't optimize them. Yeah, yeah they're so they didn't big. Do enough, <laughs> so big. <laughs> they didn't do enough uh, overwrite repasses, though, because then there were still some things that survived and then repopulated. So they, they missed a few. 
Yeah. You got to, you got to use the, like the DOD version three or whatever, Mm -hmm. you know, full hard drive nuke. Yeah. When it comes to like earth scale things, because fucking fucking life is real stubborn. Yeah. Yeah. I remember, I think there was a Saturday morning breakfast cereal comic where they have this, the best one where they, where they represent God as like a floating golden disc or whatever. And like God is, is at the, the universe shop. And he's like, he's like, I just, just give me a, I just need like three dimensions and time. <laughs> and then the dude running the shop is like, what are you talking about, man? Like this guy thinks he's going to make a universe with just three dimensions and time. <laughs> like what a chump. He's like, I don't need a good one. I just need a universe. <laughs> so that's how it feels sometimes, you know? Yeah. Uh, so, so, all right. So, so what are the glitches? Like when, so that's, that's just like the, the technical constraints, which is we all know that, you know, sometimes you're. You just, you got too much RAM, whatever. Mm-hmm. That's uh, actually probably why we have global warming too, is because of just all that processing power. Cause it's just too it's hot. Just getting, just getting hot. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's probably mm, true. Yeah. yeah. Um, what about like, if you dig into the ground, mm-hmm. right? Is, is that being sort of rendered only on the surface and then it gets generated when you dig? Yeah, sort so. of Minecraft style yep. or? I bet. So like nothing exists under the mesh. The Schrodinger's earth. Oh, so this is where sinkholes come from, probably. Mm. Yeah. Rendering error. <laughs> <laughs> they forgot but to so render. It like, it's it. a collision error problem, right? Mm, so right. the house kind of clipped through so into the yeah, and there was yeah. nothing there because it hadn't been rendered yet. Mm. And yeah, so. and then of course we have pe- we have all these geologists who are like, oh no, here's how this works, and like they make up something, and we're all mm. like, yeah, that seems, seems reasonable, seems reasonable yep. right? But the problem is you can't actually see it. Well, mm-hmm. and you know how, like, if you're so if you're using Unity and you're playing with like the the, the physics stuff, so if you, if you stick two objects together and they clip a little bit, they start shaking, getting out of control. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's just, that's, that's how earthquakes that's an earthquake. Yeah. <laughs> it's two yeah. tectonic plates clipped, they actually they clipped each other. Together. Yeah. So you have to, un- you have to they undo they that. Un- yeah, yeah, but you have, to, you have to move a lot of mass to make that happen. So it's just a little chaotic. very dangerous. Yeah, yeah, and this also explains why, because like, like what, you know, why are we so far away from things? You mean in the universe? Just, or? just in the universe. So yeah. there's. There's billions or trillions of galaxies, mm-hmm. and then there's trillions of planets. Well, there's a lot of stuff, but there's a lot more empty stuff between the stuff, right? Well, it's, I mean, you know, this is the joke about in physics, right? It's, it's, just, it's always easy to represent you know, a sphere that's not interacting with anything. So you keep yeah. things really far apart in your simulation, you so turn, they can't and Yeah, and you make them into spheres. You make them into spheres. Like spherically shaped cow in a vacuum. Yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah. Which, which yeah. is literally <laughs> what the universe is. Right? <laughs> the universe is just a bunch of spheres in a vacuum, because <laughs> right. it's just... It's easier. just more efficient that it's, way. It's way cheaper to do those calculations. And, and they're also far enough apart that the gravity doesn't affect each other all that much, except mm-hmm. on a really big scale. So you have to deal with all these like three body problems and stuff where you're trying to figure out where the fuck things are supposed mm-hmm. to be. Yeah, you're like, well, what's the gravity of, you know, Alpha Centauri going to do to us? Well, nothing. Yeah, it's just, don't, just don't worry about like, it. We just put it way the fuck over there. Like, rounding we don't have to worry about no. it. We just round it off. Yeah. And you only, have to, you only have to render it when somebody looks through a telescope, which is also a pretty good deal. So mm-hmm. you just rarely actually have to do that at all. Yeah. And this also explains, so we know about Moore's law, which is, you know, every 18 months computing power increases. Doubles. Of course, Moore's law in, uh, in the simulation universe, mm-hmm. like who, whoever it is that built the simulation, they've got their own rate of increase. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But they also probably have their own time because they exist outside of our universe. Right. So, so, mm-hmm. so with things like, you know, the rate of of population growth of humans and stuff mm-hmm. like that, you know, it probably pretty closely mirrors, you yeah. know, and if we, and if we start getting too many uh, humans too saying. fast, they gotta, they gotta do something. Well, this assumes that humans are the most computationally intense creatures on the planet, right? Yeah. What if, what if, what if 
We're not. We're not. What if it's trees? <laughs> <laughs> well, my, my, bet is, my bet is it's not trees. <laughs> if I was a betting man. I don't know. They're pretty big. They're not trees. <laughs> they're pretty big, but they're mostly just a whole bunch of tubes stuck together. Aren't we? Yeah, so the I, thing, I certainly felt like a bunch of tubes <laughs> yesterday. So the thing about trees is actually they move really fast, but they're just, they've been slowed down to save on processing power. Mm. Yeah, that's yeah. why you watch them in fast motion. You're like, wow, this is freaky. Or have you seen that video of the beanstalk whipping around trying around. to find something to grab yeah, onto? Because if, I mean, if you imagine if, if, Plants were rendered in real time. Oh my God. Then we'd just be getting whipped by beanstalks. And you'd be walking (laughs) around, all of a sudden a tree would just burst out of the ground and you'd just be in a tree. So basically a druid is able to, on an instance by instance basis, speed up. Speed up the computation time. Computation time time of plants. Yeah. Yeah. Entangling roots, you know, when you summon roots from the ground. It's really just fertilizer does, I guess. Yeah. It's really just fast roots. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. And growth hormones. Mm -hmm. Really, those are just. Breaking the 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 throttle on mm-hmm. our on our processing time. Interesting. That's right. Interesting. So or our frame, I guess our frame rate. Yeah. yeah. Right. So then, so, all right. So, <laughs> so then the last piece of this question is: What happens if something happens outside uh, of the simulation? I think we all die. That's easy. Yeah, we wouldn't know it. But you wouldn't know. So who cares? Or maybe some of us. Maybe some of us die. Probably all of us. If it's like a simulation wide event. How many times do you think? What if you just well, ended up somewhere else? Well, if they pause the simulation because they're like, "Oh, we got to shut this thing down because we got to swap in a new, like we got a new Get ram, a new ram we got chip. a new ram stick." <laughs> <laughs> so we got to we got to pause this thing. So they just quickly save the universe, right? Mm-hmm. And then they put, they just turn the computer off, right? They put a new ram stick in there and they boot it up again and then reload the universe. But here's a question though: but we wouldn't notice, no. right? But even if something did happen outside of this simulation. Because of the time problem, which is that time doesn't exist outside of the simulation, at least not in the way that we understand it, right? Uh, right. Then even if something happens, it might not actually like have Happen. an effect on us until after the universe has already ended. Mm. You know, so yeah. it might it might actually be that we're completely insulated from things happening because we're guaranteed to just end because the simulation was was pre-programmed to die at some point, mm. and it could actually be that relative to whatever time means outside of the simulation, this whole uh-huh. thing has only happened in like the blink of a of the thing's eye that designed it. Right? Yeah. Didn't even have time to put in a new ram stick. That's crazy. Yeah. Well, this, this is how like weather forecasting works, right? Like they go, all right, we want to know what the weather's going to be like next week. Let's put a bunch of conditions in there, hit the simulate button. Right. Boom. Now we have a map. Right. Right. Mm. It's like instant. So you're saying that we are the outcome of a weather man. Somebody's like fifth dimension. Somebody in a fifth mm-hmm. dimension is like, I wonder what would happen if the universe was like this. Man, and they just hit a button real quick. Yep. That's that's us. That's right us now. right now. We're living in that instant moment. Yep. And, and they're then, and they're like they're on a coffee break right now. You know, they're gonna they're gonna come back and their simulation's running for like four and a half minutes. Yeah. You know, <laughs> they're gonna come back and be like, oh, that was that was got got real weird. That in there. got weird. <laughs> <laughs> little things just destroyed everything. It was wild. But then uh-huh. the question is, are they simulating the whole universe? Or are they just simulating Earth and the rest of the universe is yeah, that's way too projected. costly to do that. Yeah. Now there's they're definitely because like why you know they must be just simulating the entire universe and then just we'd have like they probably don't even know that we're here because there's a lot of data to go through. That's true. You yeah. wouldn't be able to find a human. Yeah. It'd be like finding a you know. Wait, it's too costly to only simulate the Earth. No, no. As in like why why would you simulate the whole universe if we all you really cared about was the Earth because you could just have the right. Earth you know. Well, I guess it depends on the it depends on the parameters of the simulation. Like, what what kinds of questions? Like a better question is, why is this person running these simulations in the first place? Yeah, what's, just for research. What's the for end science? game? Or maybe it's a video game. Yeah, maybe a video game. They're like, I'm gonna 
mess with these. It's like Kerbal Space Program, right? You just go in, like mess around, fly yeah. around a little like, bit. Well, that exploded. <laughs> Everybody that was crazy. Died. <laughs> Time to send a rescue planet. Send yeah. a rescue mission. I wonder if we're on fifth dimension Twitch right now. You know, Might someone's streaming in this universe. Somebody's, like, playing, Dude. somebody's playing Earth right now yeah. on fifth dimension Twitch. Mm-hmm. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> There's that Rick and Morty episode where there's the video game where you just play the entire life of a, of a guy. Yes. Right? <laughs> What's the in video called? Time? Like Roy? Or? Yeah, something like that. I can't remember. But it's like in real time. So you experience what seems like an entire lifetime, but you come out of there and it's been like a minute, right? Yeah. Weird. <laughs> like, so, so what if we are actually all, because it was also, he, like, he didn't realize that that's, that was what had happened because you have to like be aware of that fact, right? So what if actually what's happening is that we are all... You know, some alien species. You're like a summoner from League of Legends. Just playing right. a video game. Just playing a video game <laughs> where they're actually, they are us experiencing life in this simulation they've created. And actually it's them playing a video game but it's with probably us like as avatars. A three to five minute session if they're on mobile, you know, yeah, like yeah. to get from birth to death. Well, they, they, probably oh. have, they might have to have AI step in, you know, <laughs> right. while, while people aren't actually actively playing. Mm-hmm. This also explains why it's hard to remember names and faces sometimes. Mm-hmm. Because they just they actually got unloaded from memory, mm. and because uh, yep. if you here's the thing if you don't remember a person's face, they could technically just get a new one, like just generate a new one, and That's you wouldn't true. need to save it, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you, you have to have a good you have to have a really good garbage collector for the for the system, right? That, yeah. that can tell when there are no longer any references to the faces, and right? Just, That's like yeah, just just delete, that. just regenerate a new face next time. It's like yeah. a Pearl and noise thing. Yeah, it's like the faceless man myth, you know. There's always those. It's like most cultures, yeah, just do like some a, error. Actually, it's just shit. Error. We forgot so, to put a face. Yeah. <laughs> he just, well, he's just no walking pointer. around. You know, he just can't see his own face. He's walking right. around like trying to get he's groceries. He's playing in the first person. Yeah. Well, this is also this is, actually because yeah, maybe yeah. maybe this is why mirrors were invented was to prevent this kind of thing from happening because Check, if this. there's nobody to see that you have a face, you might not realize that somebody doesn't have a face until they see another person, which right? is too late, right? And it might be too late depending on how long it takes to render. Mirrors, mirrors actually do the check. Yeah. They check. So mirrors are just a- yeah, they're just the simulations <laughs> check to make sure that you don't have a null pointer for a face. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. I think it's a good note. Good note to end on. <laughs> yes. I like that. That's good. <laughs> okay. Well, that got weird. All right. Be sure to tune in next week uh, for whatever the hell we're going to talk about. I think mm-hmm. we're going to talk about probably whatever progress we made on the game yeah. this week. Uh, so yeah, and then maybe we'll that. have a new name for Ruckus. Or maybe we will have been sued already. It's going to be amazing. It's, it's going to be called Truckosaurus. So, mm-hmm. uh, all right. So we'd like to thank our studio wrangler, Monique, and our producer, Fat Bar, for putting this episode together. And the Beescotch dev team for continuing to jam on stuff while we record the podcast. Special thanks to our community moderators who keep our Discord and forums running. And if you'd like to get more involved in the Butterscotch community, you can hop over to our Discord server at discord.gg slash bscotch and come say hello. And if you'd like to adorn your body with Butterscotch merch, you can check out our shop, which is over at shop.bscotch.net. Or if you'd like to send us some stuff, we have a mailbox, which you can find over at mailbox.bscotch.net. Thank you all for listening, and we'll see you next week. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.